right, KISS Army. Welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. We hope that you enjoy. 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 Greetings, folks, and welcome to episode 370 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Anthony Kay, better known as Marcus Almighty on the board. I'm joined today by 69th Blizzard Ken, hey. and I'm also joined with our good friend, St. Louis Kiss, Lonnie. Hello. Now, today, before we start our episode, we want to give out a very special shout out to our friend Andy, who is going through a bit of a health situation right now. Uh, we wanted you to know that our thoughts and prayers are with you, Andy. We are thinking about you, and uh, we hope that you get well soon. Absolutely. Yep. Get well. Get well. We need you back in the KISS world. Mm-hmm. Yes, sure. absolutely. So, once again, the ship is left in our hands to sail the mighty waters of KISS history and discuss many things that the KISS populace want to hear. So, before we get to that, let's get on to one of the most asked questions here. Did anybody here get anything new KISS-wise in your collection? I have not raised knowledge. <laughs> uh, but this is off to a roaring start today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's entertaining. I got nothing. I'm just still waiting on the, you know, the buy package. So yeah, keep um, on waiting. I, I I pre-ordered the ABBA uh, vinyl, but that's all I, you know, that's not Kiss, but uh, that's something I did today. <laughs> They're waiting on a magical book too, but I don't know which one's going to come first. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I don't well, know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the one book will we'll get here pretty quickly, I'm sure. Well, more quickly in retrospect to the two. Um, so, yeah, so I didn't get anything either in case people are wondering. Mm. I, I haven't bought anything Kiss-related for a little while. I've uh, actually bought some Frank Zappa stuff and some Genesis, but that's not what... Uh, one thing we should probably obviously mention as well is as I'm sure everybody knows is old news by now, but Mr. Gene Simmons has come down with COVID as well. We wish Gene Simmons a fast return to health and get back on the road as soon as possible. I know I've seen a few people online who've been crying in their various drinks, whether it's beer or Coca-Cola, that their shows got canceled Mm -hmm. and unsure of whether they'll be rebooked or not. So I know that there was people upset about it. And I know Lonnie, you have something to to add to this. Well, I think the the one positive that we can take out of this is that Gene and Paul, that Paul Paul seems to be recovering according to the Twitter tweets, mm-hmm. and according to Gene, he only had you know minor minor symptoms and he's going to be okay. So I would think that moving forward, both of them are going to have antibodies, and natural immunity, which is even better immunity than the vaccines can provide. So I would say moving forward, the tour is. Good to go. I mean, Gene and Paul can start licking doorknobs at these shows if yeah. they want to. I think. Yeah, and they could, and they, they don't have to go behind the screens anymore. You can have Gene right. and Paul out front. You can have people sneezing on them. No problems now. Yeah. You know, everything is hunky dory. Sneeze when you see them. Well, yeah. <laughs> as long as Paul, I mean, is, does uh, Paul, you know, spitting out his uh, guitar picks? Will that? Uh, be stopped by him? Will well, he think twice before spinning it out at somebody? Maybe, maybe that's not a good idea right now. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean, come on. <laughs> probably not, but yeah, I mean, I'll, 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 we'll, we'll find out soon. We'll find out. Ken's going to be front row center. He'll have, first, he'll have firsthand. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. So, remember. I'll be like, no, don't. You know. <laughs> bring in your <laughs> I, I, I don't want to pick this time. Dive after. 
<laughs> yeah, make sure you pack one of those screens when you go on, if you're going to be there, so just in case, you know, def- some deflection. You have to wear a rubber suit or something, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so it, it seems like the, the, the consensus is that they'll be back on the road soon, hopefully. So let's wish them a speedy recovery, and let's get this tour wrapped up. I'm sure that's what they're kind of thinking, you know, let's not have any more delays, and let's get this all yeah. done and put it in the history books, you know? History books. So, history well, books. Yeah. Well, one thing, too, is that mm-hmm. the uh, the Australia tour got delayed until spring. Ah, that's right. Mm-hmm. They did. They, yeah. they postponed so, it, so, yeah. It sounds like this... It sounds like the end of the road tour is going to last longer than the farewell. It's going to go. Yeah. It'll last 75, you know. Yeah. It'll make it 75 years of Kiss. Yeah. It, it is anyway. interesting that they're... That their last show should have been already like a month yeah. ago, you know. So the that's that. true. Enjoy. Yeah. So let, let's uh, let's wish for the best though for them. Yeah. So t- today's topic is a very interesting one, I think, because initially we were thinking about talking about a record that was released in September, but of course our resident genius and leader Julian Gill, along with Ken. The voice of reason determined. Leader and the voice of reason. Yes, that's a good. Yeah, very good. That the, they determined that there are several albums that have come out in the month of September. Most notably, they are all records that were done past the classic period. So, we have records like Lick It Up, that are there. You know, you have Psycho Circus, that was one of these records. You know, Asylum. You know, there's a few records that came out in this time period. So we decided to take those five records, okay, that came out at that time period, oops, and take a look at those and make a best of from those five records. Those records are, of course, Lick It Up, Asylum, Animalize, Crazy Nights, and Psycho Circus. Now, we, we picked three songs from each record, you know, did our normal voting sort of system with it, and tallied up the numbers wait a minute wait, three we did not pick three songs yeah oh really i was i was told you know, you yeah yeah i i picked i picked whatever uh i could have picked i could have picked zero from one of the five albums if i wanted to um so mark uh, got the got the wrong memo this is what, this is what you <laughs> so, get when julian's not on the show but that's okay it's okay. So he spread it out good. Anyway, we spread them out good. And he, for the for the most part, uh, I spread my uh, you know picks out. It was like three and one. I think one had four, and the other one three, and a couple of them had two. So whatever. I, I guess I guess what I kind of did, did deduced was because it was five, and they wanted to do fifteen. I thought that maybe just oh, the, the, doing the math. Just do three for division. I, I do I do enough math today. He's doing division. <laughs> it, it's not obviously that important to, to have done it that way, but uh, that was how I did it. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, it, that explains really... uh, your crazy choices. Then okay, anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> out of those five, out of those five albums, we have our list here, and in the usual fashion, we will go from the one with the least amount of votes to the one that got the most amount of votes of our best of. Yeah, it's fifteen so, songs. Yeah, so it's fifteen songs. Okay. So. Coming in at 15 with 13 points is Gimme More. Now, the interesting thing with this, who picked Gimme More? 
I did you not. You have Julian picked game over, <laughs> and I believe he was he was the only one really yeah it looks like that he was the only one who picked give me more no 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 someone must else julian gave me more someone else must have picked give me more on my i know i I didn't pick it i'm looking right at it ken did not pick give me more no wait a minute how did i even get up there what kind of math is that yeah i'm starting to wonder if it ranks super high he ranked it at three. Oh, that's why. But you know what? Um, and he's not even here to explain himself. Anyway, that's fine. We'll just go with that. That's fine. Well, give me, talk about give me more is a good song. Yeah. So let 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 us talk about it then. Give me more really quickly. Um, I I didn't pick it. It's a it's a decent song, but obviously, and amongst the rankings of the other songs that we had to choose from, I it just didn't obviously stick out in my mind to pick it. What about you guys? Yeah, so okay. Yeah, so for, for me, give me more. Uh, you know, I saw the final. <laughs> I was like, give me more. I said, I know I didn't put it. So I thought that's not one of my um, favorite songs, and not one of my favorite types of style of Paul Stanley songs. Um, so you know, I mean, it's a good song, but it's not. I, it's just it's not up there. With some of the you know better songs that are uh, on that album or other albums, so um, yeah, I was kind of surprised by that one. Yeah, it only had thirteen points. It's because Julian gave it thirteen points. So <laughs> interesting. So it is, it is Julian only. Um, you know, I didn't pick it either. It's it's a good song. I don't hate it. Um, but when you're looking at these five albums, it's not one that. What Ken said, it's not one that stuck out to me. Stood out to me like, oh, I, of the five albums, just say, you know, five albums of 50, just say average, say 50 songs. It's not one that stood out that, oh, I got to put this in the upper echelon of songs on these albums. Mm-hmm. Um, don't hate the song. I mean, it's on Look It Up. I, I'd love Look It Up. But um, it's more of a, a, on, if you take Look It Up as a whole, I don't want to offend people who really like the song. But to me, if you take a look at it as as a whole, it's more filler or more of a throwaway. It doesn't stand out to me as much as some of the other songs do. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, I I think that could be a could be agreed upon. You know, the, looking at this chart, I, I, I think that our leader will have to explain himself because there's a couple of things in here that don't jive. But let's continue uh, with <laughs> he the tells list. For all coming. Yeah, he probably has some reasoning for it, but we'll have to ask him later about that. So coming in next in 14th place with apparently 15 points is Lick It Up. Now, Lick It Up was given the green light by myself. And also there was another person here who voted for Lick It Up as well. I I have it. Or Lonnie has Lick It Up. Yes, Lonnie has Lick It Up as well. And and does have Lick It Up on here. Okay, so two of us picked on here. So that makes a little bit more sense as far as maybe, you know, how the voting could have went. Uh, Lick It Up, I picked it mainly because uh, if this is approached as a sort of best of, you know, Lick It Up obviously mm-hmm. is one of those tracks that, you know, look when you look back into the whole musical history of stuff, it was a, it was a popular song. It was a, 
song that was played on MTV a lot and the music videos times there. So I kind of looked at it as a popular song to put on to a best of. What do you think, Ken? Yeah, you know, I, I considered it, uh, of course, but uh, I, I, I just to say my list, for the most part, I tried to stay, for the most part, away from hit songs, except for a couple. Um, I just purposely didn't want to do that one. And there's another one I purposely didn't do also. Um, but having said that, you know, I did put a couple on there. So anyway, uh, you know, it's a good song. It, yeah, it was a single, it was a hit. Uh, and I think I just didn't put it on there. Another reason is, you know, I'm kind of kind of tired of it. So <laughs> I went for one of the other, you know, rocking songs that, you know, that were off that album. <laughs> Hmm, yeah, I get it. Um, I have it on my I have it on my list. I have it ranked low. It's like thirteenth, maybe on mine. Where Mark, you had it ranked pretty high. Um, yeah. And, and I had a hard. And I guess <laughs> I have it on my list for for a couple of reasons. One, I found I found it hard to leave it off because it is so such an important song in the band's history. Being the first single without makeup, so I had a, I had a hard time leaving it off. Um, however, I and, and I like the song, but I but I'm kind of at the point with Ken too, where since they brought it back in 2000 on the farewell tour, I mean I have not seen a show where we have not had lick it up in cells <laughs> in the last 21 in the last 21 years, and um, I, I'm kind of with you. We're like eh, I I get it. It's a radio hit. The casual fan knows it when they go to the show because they might hear it on the radio every now and then. Yeah. In, they, or they might remember from from their youth, um, but I am I am kind of grown tired of it when, when they play it in concert, especially the Who breakdown when they play it in concert. It's like, all right, the first time or two they did that, I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like, do I really need to hear that every time? I guess I need to trim that up. Yeah, I don't I don't think. We, I mean, we could we could squeeze in another quick song for the amount of time we do with the Who breakdown. The that's right. Yeah. But anyway, that's. We're, you you can go listen to past episodes of the Kiss FAQ podcast and read bitch about salads, <laughs> but <laughs> that's not what today's about. So I, I I put it in I put it in there just because it is such an important song of the band's history, um, and it's and it is a good song. So I had a hard time looking at it. Yeah, that's, that all makes perfect sense for not, you know, for not wanting to have it on the list. Now, looking through the chart here. I see how kind of law, uh, how uh, Julian put it here. Like the top of our list were 15 points. The bottom song on our list were one point. But where I don't understand his logic is coming up in this next one, because coming in a 13th place, okay, mm -hmm. uh, with 17 points, is Trial by Fire. Mm -hmm. Now, Julian picked Trial by Fire. He gave it seven points. Seven points. And Ken picked it, mm -hmm. okay, and he gave it nine points for that. So that mm -hmm. would have been only 16 points. But the thing is, he also put it that it's a cut song. He cut it. It says seven cut, seven songs were cut from Ken's, four were cut from mine, five were cut from Julian's, and mm -hmm. four were cut from Lonnie's. So if he cut Trial by Fire from it, then how did it get included in the I don't list? think he cut Trial by Fire. Julian likes Trial by he Fire. He means seven... I think I think the seven out or seven songs on my list did not yeah. make the final list, right? So okay. Uh, for instance, you, Mark, and Lonnie have four songs each that mm -hmm. did not make the final list. 
so uh, um, for the average listener here, Julian, Julian always makes these. But, that, but that's what I'm that's saying. Because so we're struggling. But... Yeah, because it said yeah, on your well... list that your trial by fire was cut. <laughs> no. So I don't know how's it on the trial by fire. Well, no, it wasn't cut. I mean, you don't read it like that because that's uh, I, I I don't even know how he highlighted that. <laughs> it looks like it, but when I when you look at the final list, it doesn't it doesn't jive. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but yeah, uh, I'll just talk about <laughs> trial by fire. So Julian and I picked it. Um, I just think it's a you know a, a real good Gene song kind of catchy it's it's kind of you know stand you know uh stand up you know and for yourself it's kind of a a, a good song from there you know um and not kind of like something that's something paul would write more more in sentiment uh than gene usually writes so uh yeah. but it's I, i've always liked that song i don't think it has a guitar solo in it or anything um but uh it's it's still I always liked it, so I, I threw it on there from Asylum. Lonnie? Um, I enjoy the song. Again, um, kind of like Give Me More, where I like the song, but I didn't feel like it needed to be in that upper echelon of songs um, from these from these albums. Mm-hmm. Don't hate it, but it's, it's good. Um... It's you know it has kind of a an '80s feel to it, you know. Of, and it's it's a, it's a very good Kiss song. Like I'm gonna live my life. Oh yeah, you know it's it's a very yeah, you know it's a very common it's a very common theme Kiss song. Um, but it's really good. I mean, it's good though. It's a good motivational type song, you know, anthem type thing. I like it. Uh, Interesting. Um, okay, so for my, it... well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, no, I, I understand because I mean the one thing that is oh. interesting about it is the fact that, like Ken said and like you said, this is not really Gene's lyrical sort of forte. You know, he isn't about you know the positivity. He's more about you know girls and this and that with with his lyrics. This one seems to be a little bit more up Paul's alley lyrically. So I mean, I like this song too. I didn't pick it, but again, my reasoning for not picking it was the same that I had for not picking, for example, Give Me More, which was because within the specter of the other records, I liked those other songs far more mm-hmm. than Trial by Fire. Don't forget, Asylum is my favorite non-Kiss Makeup album, so of course I'm going to like this song, right? So uh, just wasn't in my train of thought when I was picking what would be the best of the best, you know? So next up in 12th spot, and at... 16 points for some reason uh we have all hell's breaking loose now this one was voted on by ken ken had it pretty high he had it in like near the top i think like fourth, fourth place for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 12 points. uh yeah and lonnie had it as well kind of near the bottom like fourth mm-hmm. last at four points uh i didn't pick it and I don't think that think Julian, yeah, Julian, Julian didn't well. either, no. Yeah. So hmm. I'll just start really quickly. Uh, All Hell's Breaking Loose is a song that I've actually really liked. I think that it helped that it was a video as well. One of those more humorous sort of videos. It almost reminds me of a Too Young to Fall in Love Motley Crew. It almost has that kind of a same vibe to it mm-hmm. uh, with that kind of humorous bit in there. Uh, so I, I think that 
uh, it's a strong song. It's also, ironically, one of the few songs that Eric Carr has a writing credit on. Yeah. In fact, I think that he was the one who wrote the main riff of that song. So yeah. good for Eric. Uh, great riff. Uh, you probably should have got credited for more stuff and probably let write a lot more. But that's not my not the point right now. But uh, I think it's a great song. And, uh, you know, in on a different day, I probably would have picked it. So let's start with Lonnie this time with this. Uh, I like oh, Hell's Brick and Loose. I mean, it has a, it has a different feel to it. It's a it's a good way to kick off the second side of the album with the with the little rap at the beginning and um and it has a, and a, I really like the the you know just the the uh, the riff of the song too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, and it's good. It, it it's kind of song that kind of sticks with you. You, you listen to it, and you. You catch you catch yourself singing it later in the afternoon, or at least having it stuck in your head in the afternoon after you after you may listen to it earlier in the day. It's um it's pretty good. So um and you know look it up look it up. There's full of good songs, and, and that's just one of them. I had to put it on my list. Very good, Ken. Yeah, I mean uh, yeah for the same reasons uh, Lonnie said, and you know it has great uh, again yes the riff, um, the guitar solo in is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the gang vocals, you know, in that one, you know, all hills breaking loose. I mean, mm-hmm. they sing it over and over, obviously. Uh, and the drums are, you know, fit very well in that song. They sound really good. Um, so, yeah, that's that was pretty high on my list. I always like it. It's a, it's a different type of Kiss song. And it makes sense because, you know, Eric Carr with, you know, writing kind of the main riff part of the song. Um it's it's different than what you you would normally get with Paul or or Gene, so yeah, great song. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so next up on the list, in on the eleventh spot, and coming in with twenty points, is Crazy Crazy Nights. Yep. A a very popular song, not only. I guess here in North America, but it was a very, very huge hit in the United Kingdom as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I think it was in the top. I think it was in their top ten, wasn't it? When that song came out. I think uh, so. It's a yeah. I think it's very catchy. I mean, I I think that's also the reason why if they've ever every time they've done a UK tour, they've they've always played it because I mean that that's that's that would be like going to Australia and not doing Shandy. You know what I mean? So yeah. Uh, I think that it's uh a good pick uh out of the four of us three of us picked it me and ken both had it in 10th spot on our lists and lonnie hmm. had it in eighth spot he had it two spots higher that's to be interesting to get lonnie's uh comments on that so like i said for me crazy nights is very catchy uh mm-hmm. i've always loved the song i thought it was extremely catchy melodically vocally uh it has that nevis in production very glossy uh, some people say it's a little too glossy. Gene Simmons has been quoted in a few books mm-hmm. saying that he didn't like the production of it. It was overly sheened too much from And having heard some of the earlier demos of it, uh, where it was more guitar and a little less keyboards, maybe he might have had a point. But I still think that if any song benefited from Ron Nevison's production, I think it's this song. I think that really did yeah. benefit from his sort of production work on there so while we're waiting for lonnie let's get your thoughts on crazy nights ken yeah so yeah you and i picked the same spot a little bit a little bit below the middle of the the pack but uh 
Yeah, that's one of the two uh, songs off, the, off of Crazy Nights that I picked. And yeah, that's a kind of, I said I was going to stay away from you know, like hit songs, but that one, um, it wasn't a hit really here. Um, but over there it was on uh, Europe. Um, but yeah, I picked it and because it's it's obvious really well written and, and very good, you know, song and yeah, like you said, the production fits that song. Uh the more poppy kind of stuff is going on um at that time, at least the poppy harder rock kind of stuff. Um so yeah, it's a good song. Um I I really didn't pick many from from crazy nights i think like i said i only picked two songs but that that one had to that had to be there and there's one more that has to be there that will i think hit hit on later yeah now until lonnie because we'll just uh talk a little bit more about this one but uh one thing that is interesting that you brought up and well that I, we both brought up was the fact that it is a, was a much bigger hit overseas than it is here and one obvious evidence of that is when we take a look at the track listings of Smash's Thrash's hits, the North American one, as opposed to the European version of it. Because if you take a look at that one, it has Crazy Crazy Nights on the European one, does not have it on the US pressing of it. So obviously they did take that into account as well when making the track listing that it was obviously a much bigger hit on the other side of the pond, as they say, than it is on this side of it. So. Yeah. We'll come back to Lonnie for Crazy Crazy Nights. We'll move on. Maybe we'll get him to talk about both of them. Uh, so coming in at 10th spot, we have Tears Are Falling. Now, that came in with 26 points. Who picked Tears Are Falling? Well, obviously, knowing my love of this album, Tears Are Falling was on my list. It was on Julian's list. It was on Ken's list. And it was on Lonnie's list. So That's all of us good. thought very highly of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have here, uh, tears are falling. We had it on 11th or 12th spot, I believe it is, for uh, Julian, 12th spot for me. And I believe that you guys had it on, you had it on 8th spot, and Lonnie had it in 6th spot. Lonnie had it the highest out of everybody, mm. yeah, which is interesting because Again, being the big fan of it, you would have thought that maybe I would have had it a little bit higher up, but you know, it it, it is it is where it is, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, tears are falling for me is another one of these songs that I loved from its first listen that I, that I got of it. Uh, again, the video helped immensely. I mean, you know, back in that time when this came out, I was pretty young still, right? I mean, this is like 1985. So I would have been like 12. Hmm. So obviously I was very influenced by the MTV and stuff like that. So, you know, seeing Paul and those guys dancing around with their pink and neon stuff. And it's like, wow, what the hell's going on here? (laughs) You know, look at those kind of, you know, flashy guitars. Because even back then, when I started getting into music and playing guitar, I always loved guitars, the look of guitars. And And they were using those BC Rich Ironbird guitars, those really sharp edges and stuff like that. So... I was really into those kind of guitars mm-hmm. and uh, found them very attractive visually uh, as far as that goes. Now, before we continue with this, let's get back to Lonnie and his thoughts on the 11th spot song, which was Crazy Crazy Nights. Um, I like Crazy Nights. 
I know some people think it's too poppy and you know it's on you know because because the album crazy nights really you know they're chasing trends at the time but i like the song um it was really cool when they brought it back in the set like in 2010 um i was excited just because it was something different number one um but i like the song it, it's an, it, you know it, it's it's like an anthem it's it's like a it's a it's a great kiss song um so i i had a hard time not putting it on there i, I didn't rank it super high but but it's it's you know it's it's a it's a great kiss song and um i don't like i don't think it gets enough i don't think i don't like they play it enough I, I i wish they were still i wish they were still playing it actually in in the show because because it's it's different it's fun it's you know it was a big hit for me in europe um it's it's very deserving to be on there mm, absolutely i think that you know we all agreed upon that line of thinking and ironically uh you're you're you voted highest out of yeah, us. Really. yeah for that song so I mean, not really much higher, only like two spots higher, but still, you you had a good it. opinion like of the song, and I think we all do in that manner. Um, the song that we were just talking about when you came back was the number ten song, which is "Tears Are Falling." Now I just started giving my thoughts about that as well. Uh, while we have you on a roll, why don't you continue with your thoughts of "Tears Are Falling," and then we'll go over to Ken. Yeah, "Tears Are Falling." I hold on, I was my service call. Um. Tears are falling. I had it. I had it. I, I ranked Who Wants to Be Lonely higher than Tears Are Falling because I just because I like the song better. But Tears Are Falling. Where did I have six? That? You have a sixth six. place. There it six is. Spot. I, I do have. I have. I have it fairly high. Um, it's a great song. Um, cool that they are doing it. Um, it's. I first heard Tears Are Falling when. I was probably about, I was pretty young, like nine, nine years old. And we got um, Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits on cassette. So that was, that was my introduction to Tears Are Falling. So I've always, I've always liked the song because, you know, we, we would play our Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits cassette just over and over and over again. Um, and it was before, I, I mean, I, I hadn't even seen the video for it until years later when we finally got, you know, cable in Missouri. And no, we had cable in Missouri before my parents sprung for cable in Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, you know, I, I enjoyed the song. I, I think it's great. It's a, it was a you know big hit for him. Everybody always says that was a, one of the most requested videos um, on MTV that year. That it was that was just always on. And you know, then when I go get you know exposed, you know, and I, and I see the video finally, I'm like, oh, I can see why. This is, you know, it is great. You know, it's total Kiss 80s. They look ridiculous, but everybody looked ridiculous. And yeah. People say, oh, look how bad they look. Everybody looked ridiculous um, in the mid-80s. So they were, you know, following trends. But Tears of Fawn's a great song, great hit form. Deservingly, out of out of, out of those, these core songs, Tears of Falling, very deserving. Absolutely. Mr. Keenan. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a great song. Um and I, I was thinking about the first time I heard that song and I didn't even know the album was coming out yet or, and it wasn't out yet. Um, but I heard the song on the radio. I didn't know who it was. And I said, I like my, my ears, like, wait a minute, what is this? I haven't heard this, but it's pretty good. And I said, man, it sounds a little bit, it sounds like kiss. And I thought, <laughs> Hmm. And then, you know, sure enough, at the end of the song, it said, yeah, that, you know, it was Kiss. And I was like, oh, okay. 
Um, so I knew, okay, that's one of the new songs coming off the next album. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed that one right, you know, right away. Um, well written. Should have been a bigger hit, actually. I know it played a lot. With the amount of time it played on MTV, it should have been higher on the charts as a hit. Um, I don't know. I don't know why, but it's a really, really uh, great song. So, but that's why it's about, you know, what uh, mine's eight, I think, on my list out of the fifteen. So it's right in the middle there. But it's 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 a good one. That's why I put it on my list. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, totally, totally agree with that. So moving on to number nine, is a song that didn't have the same sort of help as far as getting it popularized mm-hmm. as songs like Crazy Nights or Tears Are Falling did. Or, or even lick it up Julian had it you know on 10th uh, I had it like pretty high up I think I had it like 6th or 7th spot uh, Ken had it pretty low almost near and uh, Lonnie had it somewhere right in the middle like 8th yeah. spot or something like that. so um, for me I had enough is one of those songs that I clearly remember because when we got the album the first time I was really excited oh a new Kiss album all right it's gonna be awesome you know I'd already had at that point the seven inch of uh, Heavens on Fire so I'd already been aware of that song uh, I don't even think I ever spun the b-side which I think was a uh, was that a uh, murder in high heels I think it was something or like Lonely that is not I think it's one of the Gene songs yeah. <laughs> yeah and when I got it I put it on and I, I was just like, whoa, like my hair was blown back. And holy, oh, oh, up-tempo, really fast-paced. And Mark St. John was just blistering on that guitar. You know, it was he was everything that they were starting to hype him up to be and more. You know, he's a great shredder, you mm-hmm. know. He never had enough time in the band to contribute. That, you know, so, but I honestly think that it's, uh, a very good opener, strong song, and then while it doesn't fit into the category of maybe a great type of song, I, I think that it's definitely a fan favorite, I think, amongst KISS people. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, let's start a can this time. Yeah, and just to say, Mark, you're, 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 your audio has been a little bit shaky. But we got the point on on your your uh, song why you picked it, um, but it's been a little iffy kind of connection today I think. Um, all right, so um, what song we were as I just lost it. I had enough. I've had enough. Yeah, I've had enough. Uh, is a really you know great opening song on Animalize and but but it's you know what it's a little bit lower on my list just because. It's it's not a great opener as compared to like Exciter, I mean Exciter blows that song away. But it was a more of a, it was it was like another attempt um, by Paul to maybe do something like Exciter again, um, even something like you know Crazy Night, you know not Crazy Nights, but um, uh, Creatures of the Night or something like that. Um, just a you know great opening type powerful song, um, and it's it's really good. So. Uh, it's it's on my list. I, I enjoy it. Yeah, Mark St. John is, you know, good on uh, good on that one. Maybe Paul told, I'm sure told him exactly what to play. <laughs> um, um, you know, because supposedly he was all over the place. Uh, 
but yeah it's it's a good song and it deserves to be a, uh, on the list in my opinion all right so can you guys hear me i can hear you yeah okay, good. You. okay so let's uh get lonnie's impressions uh yeah so i've had enough it's it's great it, it is it does remind you of exciter where they just wanted a blazing song to kick off this album and it definitely does that it definitely lives up to its task um i had i had animalized as a kid and I you were born this. by that time i was born by the time I was okay all right i'm not, I'm sure. not as young as andrew i'm not as young as andrew <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um i had animalized as a kid uh maybe maybe not Maybe not in 1984 when it came out, but I had it early. I had it, it was one of the first albums I had was Animalize. Mm. And, um, you know, I remember listening to that cassette over and over and over again. Like, but, you know, I've had enough just kicking off that album and just really, you know, in your face rock with that guitar. And, um, you know, I, I love the song. So I, I, it's right in the middle of my list, but I, I have, you know, it's, just great, you know, and, and, and yeah, it's, you know, you guys are right. It's probably Paul telling Mark, this is how I want it to sound. This is the way I want it to be, you know, no, play it just <laughs> like that for me type thing. But it's, you know, the sound they were looking for to kick off that album and to kind of hook you in the way Exciter hooks you in to, to look it up. So definitely, definitely very worthy. Absolutely. So speaking of openers, our next one, coming in at number eight, is King of the Mountain at 28 points. Now, on my list, I had a number one. I mean, everybody knows my opinions of King of the Mountain. Mm. I mean, I, I really love this song. It's a fantastic song. Mm-hmm. Great opener. Uh, you know, great lead work by Bruce Kulick on this. Singing is fantastic. And I mean, Eric Carr's drumming is just absolutely spectacular on this song. Now, we also have uh, Julian who put it in fourth place on here, but I believe that he's the only other person who voted for it. I don't think anybody else voted for it. So our high rankings of that put it in the position that it is. So let's start off with uh, Lonnie on your points of this. Yeah, so I left I left King of the Mountain off, and maybe I shouldn't have. Maybe if I were, were to do the list today, um, my, list, my list would look a little different, and it may have King of the Mountain on it. Um, it was definitely a consideration. Um, just didn't quite make it. Um, I re- really like the song. Again, great. Again, opener, opener track. Great opening. The Eric Carr drums to kick it off just kind of sucks you in a little bit. And and it's a typical. It's a typical kiss. It's a typical kiss song. Yeah. Of you know of going for what you want anthem like and you know sounds like it needs to be in. In Rocky Four, almost, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, like Rocky Four, and he's when he's running up the mountains. Perfect, you know. <laughs> and um, it's a great song. I, I definitely, I definitely understand Mark's reasoning for putting it at the top of his list, and I wasn't shocked at all when I saw that that was at the top of Mark's list. I'm like, well, that's you know, of course, of course, that song's at the top, at the top of your list. And I know Julian loves Asylum too, so that's why you know it lands on Julian's list too. And he'd probably be scolding Ken and I for not putting it on our list right now. Had he, had he probably. So, so, so Ken, so Ken, explain to Julian when he listens to this what your reason is for not putting it on. Yes. Yeah. Well, again, this is this is another one that yeah I considered it definitely. I it almost made my list. Um, right. 
but I just had some other songs I felt needed to be on the list that were missing, and I think missing from your lists. <laughs> um, I mean, as we as we go through, just just to point out, as we go through these this list, you haven't seen a lot of Gene. Um, and uh, I know I know the '80s wasn't his best, <laughs> you know, his best uh, effort or whatever. Um, but I, I I think he deserves a little bit more love, you know, um, especially from Mark, who I think only put one Gene song on there, um, at the, and at and at the very end of his list. <laughs> but uh, uh, but going back to this uh, song. Um, yeah, it's a really good song. Like I said, it almost made it. Uh, it's a real good opener, but I don't think it's as good as I've had enough. It's not good as good as Exciter and, and so on. So it's, it's a little, to me, it's a slight step down, and that's probably why it's not on my list, at least. Well, that, that, that makes sense. And to be honest, to def, you know, not that I have to defend myself or something, but I honestly <laughs> didn't even realize that I didn't pick that many Gene songs. And, and, and until you mentioned it, I, I didn't realize hey, that I didn't. Hey, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Anyways, uh, but uh, moving forward, uh, the next song that we have in seventh spot is another classic of the MTV era who wants to be lonely which comes in with 31 points and I'm pretty sure that a, a lot of us picked this one as well uh, Julian did put, pick it he had it number five uh, I picked it as well I have it like in the middle like eighth ninth spot uh, who else picked it here let's see I believe no Lonnie right at Lonnie's... the top number yeah, three spot yeah he had it pretty high up and uh, you know, it looks like Ken X needed talking about talk about missing out on a song that should be there. Come Can on, explain brother. yourself again. Yeah, well, let's go, this Ken is not a greatest. Again. This is not a greatest hits list, and that's why I said earlier at the beginning of that I tried to keep away from some of the hits. Um, you know, so for instance, you do not see "Lick It Up" on my list. You don't. You do not see "Heavens on Fire" on my list. Um, so, and you don't see um, Who Wants to Be Lonely on my list. I just thought there needed to be some other songs that are more, more, uh, you know, uh, what do you want to say? Um, un, unappreciated songs that... Yeah, like Burn Bitch Burn appears on your list. You had the... Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah, so let me just say, yeah, Burn Bitch Burn was on my list. I, I love the song. Yes, it's cheesy lyrics, but I, I love the riff of the song. Uh, I just love love the way it, you know, hey, it, it rocks. So that's the reason that's on my list. So anyway, but it didn't make our final, but it didn't make our final list. Yeah, much of my, my songs were left out. Um, but going back to... Uh, who else to be lonely? Yeah, it's a good song. It almost actually it was on my list at one point, and I and I replaced it with something else um, on my list. So I think I replaced it with something else that didn't make the list either. But anyway, <laughs> but that's okay. It's a good song. I could see why it's on your your guys' list. Lonnie, thoughts? Who wants to be lonely? It, it's it is it is my favorite song off of Asylum. Mm. Um. And, and you know, if we're gonna make a best, I, I think Ken uh, mis, misinterpreted the exercise. 
Because we're, <laughs> we're going to make a best of. We're going to make a best of these five albums. Who wants to be lonely has to be on there. It's it's a it's a great song. Um, very deserving. My favorite song on Asylum. Great video. Um, you know, I I, I like it better than Tears Are Falling. I wish, you know, it's cool that Kiss is playing Tears Are Falling. I mean, how cool would it be if they just pulled this out or pulled this out on the cruise or something like that? Mm. It'd be it'd be amazing. Um, don't don't you know hold your breath of it happening, but it would yeah. be amazing if if something like that would would just come out of life. Well, you don't want to you want to hear Burn Bits Burn live at the cruise? I, I take <laughs> I take it over lick it up with the Who breakdown in the There middle. you go. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people would probably take that. You know, purely <laughs> for the fact that it's like such a rarity, you know, to to hear something like that live, you know. Yeah. Okay, so we've uh, all agree on who wants to be lonely. Now coming in at number six is another hit, another big staple of the MTV era. Let's talk about Heaven's on Fire coming in at 33 points. Now again, Ken just pointed out. Now, he ain't having no hits like that on his list. So <laughs> it, it, no it's not on his list at all. Um, we have Julian who has it in one, two, three, four, five, six spot. I also I have it in fifth spot. And uh, Lonnie has it in fourth spot. So we all thought extremely highly of Heaven's on Fire. And again, as I mentioned earlier for myself, I loved the song. I loved the video. I, I'll always remember that whole, you know, thing with him dancing around with the guitars and you know I, I believe that's the video also where he jumps through the flaming hoop at the end i believe that's for that yes. song i think it yeah uh and uh we you know i got the seven inch single like i said that's how much i liked i rarely did i have seven inch singles i had one for lick it up and i had one for uh for this song as well for heavens on fire but rarely did i buy them unless i really really liked the song and this one is great i love it paul did a good song good did a good job on production and his vocals are fantastic on this. So let's go over to Lonnie this time. Um, just love the song. It's just a classic Kiss song, you know. Um, great lyric, great lyrics. That, you know, the, you know, even like even like the first time you hear "Heaven's on Fire," you're 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 singing. You know, you you, you couldn't help but like sing along with it the first time you hear it. It's one of those. Yeah. There's you know, there, there's songs out there like you know that the first time you hear it, you're you're singing along with it before the end of the song. And Heaven's on Fire is one of those. It's so catchy, um, and in, you know, the, and 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 the lyrics and the verses are just so great, even too. Um, it, it's total Kiss, total um, '80s Kiss, total '80s feel to it, and, and Kiss feel to it. Um, and that's and that's why it was a hit for him. And when they, you know, they brought it, they brought it back into the set list on End of the Road, and deservingly so because it is a hit for him. It's it's a fun song to, for the the band to play live. Um, it's a fun song for the audience to interact with them when they're when they're playing it live. So, Heaven's on Fire definitely, definitely, definitely uh, made my list. But Ken is a hater and does not make his list. So explain <laughs> yourself again. <laughs> again, <laughs> well, I can see about half your songs, half of your songs, uh, your guys' songs probably played on the, the Kiss set list in the late '80s. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. like Crazy Nights, uh, probably that tour. About half of your songs are on this list that they would have played. But anyway, it's just pointing that out. It's not yeah. right, no right or wrong on that. But yeah, Heaven's on Fire is a great song. And again, yeah, I was keeping away from it. 
may, again, maybe I'm sick of it. I, I, I kind of want to go looking for the deeper cuts that I, I like a lot. Uh, that's why, you know, I, I picked some, some other stuff. So yeah, it's, again, there's no denying, uh, that's a great song, but to me, I wasn't picking the greatest hits. Uh, I'm, I'm bringing, I'm kind of picking the 15 songs that I'd like to just hear, you know, uh, of, from those, you know, five albums, um, kind of some favorites from those albums that I think need, uh, more attention. Obviously. Yeah. I, I think that's, so it, that's obviously the way you kind of approached yours. Because, yeah, I mean, the, the, the one song that's coming up next benefited greatly from your approach to that. Oh, yeah. Because, Finally. because <laughs> you know, it, it's one of those songs that if it wasn't for the where it was on the chart in your position, I mm -hmm. don't think it would have been this high up overall. Now, number five, we're talking about Not For The Innocent at 34. Ken had it in first spot. Now we mm -hmm. have Lonnie who had it pretty high up as well. I mean, he had it in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight spot. Mm -hmm. And uh, Julian as well had it in pretty high spot as well. Uh, I think it was eighth as well. Uh, I did not have it Cause on my Because he's a gene hater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, it's, 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 interesting, it's interesting because what I wanted to say about this song is that at first, admittingly, it wasn't really a very favorite song of mine, but when I did discover years before uh on i think it was the kiss f8 on the kiss podcast uh the podcast, podcast. Uh -huh. yeah they they played the demo that paul and gene oh, yeah, where yeah, they yeah. sang right. it together yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. i immediately was like wow this is actually pretty cool how they split up the vocals and then i went back and started listening to gene's version of it and you know admittingly he does some of his best singing on this song yeah. i think he sings mm -hmm. really high belts and he does some amazing singing on this but again it, it wasn't snubbed for any other reason than just i thought of there was some other songs that i preferred over it that's all so let's go to ken number one and why <laughs> number one i think is this is the best of out of these five albums this is the best gene song on on the five albums um it's his best like you said mark great singing performs just it's just a dirty vocal from him i mean you can you can feel it um when he sings it and like he mean you know like he really means it <laughs> he's saying you know yeah i'm gonna better, better lock up your daughters or gonna, yeah. you know we're coming to your town um and everything's good about it. the way it builds at the beginning the guitar solo, the the kind of the the Vinny guitar part where it makes it sound like a, almost like a, um, a, a European siren kind of thing, mm -hmm. um, yeah. and, and so on. So it's just 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 a perfect song, and uh, and I, and I love it. I love it every time I hear it. So yeah, it, it's just number one on my list. <laughs> I just I just think it's a, just a great song. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Lonnie, your thoughts? I have it pretty high, too. I, I agree with Ken that of, of these five albums that we're speaking of, it is the best Gene song in the in, in the bunch. Um, and Gene sings his ass off on the song. Just sings his mm -hmm. ass off. It's great. Um, and I don't think you're going to find a better sung Gene Simmons song out there. Maybe not, and not just in these five albums. Not just in these five albums that we're talking about. 
Um, Gene's vocal performance is, is fantastic on this song. And, you know, Danny's guitar playing is fantastic, is, is top as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it, it's, it's very deservingly that, it, that it's high up on our list because it is such a great song. I do love that demo that Mark brought up. I just absolutely love that demo with, with them trading vocals. Yeah, um, it's a good one. You know, I, I hope that it gets some kind of proper release and some kind of kiss, you know, box set package someday. Who knows mm-hmm. what this big announcement is? Maybe it has, maybe, maybe it'll be included in the, you know, no one, everybody's kind of tight lipped on that. I think but. the big, the big announcement was Abba's album coming out. Now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, after the and it's it's great, it's great Gene song, very very deservingly to be high on our list. It is, it is fantastic. Yes, I totally agree. Now. The next song we're going to talk about, and this brings me to a little thing I want to preface before we get to it. Uh, this explains why my list is the way it is as far as ranking. Because when I sent this list and made it, I wasn't ranking it in like best to last. I've made my list based on how I would put it on a record to listen to. <laughs> so that's why now track number when you look at it, <laughs> that's why when now the next song which we're going to be okay. talking about, which is the fourth place song, Psycho Circus, which comes in at 38. Uh, if I knew that this was being ranked point-wise like that, I would have never have had Psycho Circus in number two hmm. ranked. I would have put it probably a bit lower, but in the rankings, I have Psycho Circus second. Ken has it in third. Lonnie has it in fifth spot. And Julian doesn't have it on at all on his list. <laughs> Julian now, doesn't like Psycho Circus. Yeah, think. but with that said... <laughs> I think again, it's another great opener. I think Paul Paul really, you know, went out of his way to write a fantastic song, a great opener for that album. And I mean, he definitely checks off all the little boxes that you need for a great opening song. It's all present there in this song. So it, it's not like I well, like you know putting my hand on my head saying, "Oh my God, why did I put Psycho Circus?" It's not that. It's just that I would not have done it if I knew that that's what was happening here. But anyways, that's irrelevant at this point. So Psycho Circus, great song. Let's go to Ken with your thoughts. Yeah. Well, first of all, first of all I'd like to call out Julian because uh, <laughs> oh, he I don't know why, how he could have not put Psycho Circus on on his only, 15. Yeah. I mean, the only song of Psycho Circus he has into, is Into the Void. Into the Void, which is, doesn't make any sense. Um, is Into the Void better than Psycho Circus? I don't think so. So anyway, it's just just calling that out. You know, sorry, Julian. I know you'll probably fire me next week, but that's okay. Um, anyway, uh, so Psycho Circus, yeah, great song, great opening song, another great opening song, a cool song, fits the theme that they were trying to achieve, I guess, on Psycho Circus. Unfortunately, the, the theme didn't continue throughout. It kind of... Start, the album starts great on the theme and ends great on the theme, and then the stuff in the middle doesn't even make garbage sense. <laughs> well, yeah, it <laughs> garbage, but yeah, they, it doesn't doesn't kind of go with the rest of it. I think the beginning and the end is that should have been it, maybe. They're good <laughs> just, bookends. Just, They're good bookends. The good bookends, right? That's a good one. Good point. Um, but yeah, great song, great you know, a memorable solo, cool solo. That's you know reprise later um and i have nothing bad to say about it i've always liked the song and that's why i think they're you know they still you know play it um 
I think they're still playing it right to this yeah. day. So yeah, yeah uh, I'm, I'll look forward to that if they still have the concert next week in Mountain View. Lonnie, um, I like Psycho. I like I like the song Psycho Circus. Um, you know, I remember I remember first time hearing it. I was I heard it on the radio. Um, my job when I was a te- when I was um, in college, and I was like. I, I knew it was coming as like you know the DJ announced we're gonna play the new Kiss single you know and I was like trying to stay within you know ears distance of the radio it's like because I, I knew it was coming and I heard it I was like wow that's great you know mm-hmm. and and and, and, and I was 19 years old this song could have been garbage and I would have been like that's great yeah <laughs> it's a new, it's that's a right. new Kiss song off the you know the, the reunion album but it holds true that it, it is great. Um, yeah. I, I really like the song. Like, like Ken mentioned, the guitar solo is very good. The song just flows really, really well, and it, you know, it breaks down in the middle, then the, the backup, you know, with, with the with the bridge. It's it's fantastic. Um, and it's a and it's a shame that the album couldn't have kept that momentum. Mm. You know, um, that that song brought in the excitement that that song had prior to the album's official release i was like oh this is gonna be great mm-hmm. yeah um and then i remember reading um reviews of the album before it came out and then well this next song within well that's left over from carnival of souls like, <laughs> it's really? a little very mm-hmm. yeah really we're the, the reunion album with ace and peter we're, we're doing leftovers of the a song that wasn't good enough <laughs> to make carnival souls that you did with two different people two other members of the band that haven't been here for a couple of years now. yeah it, it was really i mean and and then you, you can go down the list from there it's it's, it's a lot of head scratchers from there on, on that album but just, but ken's the ken's credit though with ken said's right that it, it really ends well with journey of a thousand i mean journey of a thousand years with the repeating that guitar solo at the end like oh that's really a cool way to end this album um, mm-hmm. with bookend type songs like that, with like, repeating that that same vibe from the beginning. Um, but Psycho Circuit, the song, the song itself is, is is great and and very deservingly to be right high on our lists. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the gr- great point. I mean, before we move on, I, I think that I also, when I first heard it, was completely floored by that first single and thought, you know, if it's the rest of it's like this, we got a real killer record. Unfortunately, it it wasn't. Yeah. Um, number three. Uh, number this is a three. song that I think all of us agree is a fantastic song, a true classic, a song that, oddly enough, never got played very much live at all. I mean, I don't understand mm. why they never played this song in a live capacity. But we're talking about a million to one that comes in in third place with 39 points. I mean, all of us had this like it's a no brainer. I mean, Lonnie had a number two spot on here. Uh, Julian had it on here, but he had a really low. He had like eleventh or tenth place, like pretty mm-hmm. low on the list. Uh, for me, I had it like right in the middle. Which again, if I would have realized that we were ranking it by points, I would have had it much higher in my really? rankings. Oh yeah, much much higher mm-hmm. than middle. I would have probably had it like second or third, to be mm-hmm. honest with you, because I really enjoy that song. And uh, Ken had it pretty high as well. I mean, you had it in like sixth spot. Yeah. So. That's that's a good position. Now, again, quickly with my thoughts, to me, this is probably 
next to I Still Love You, probably one of the best rock ballad type songs I think that Kiss has ever done. I mean, it's not really a ballad in terms of it being slow, but yeah. the kind of feel of it and the kind of lyrical content of it has that kind of ballad-ish type feel to it. But uh, unbelievable, great singing. Mm-hmm. I've always liked the, the guitar playing in it as well. Uh, you know, the whole feel of the song is really well done. The harmony vocals, fantastic. So I'm going to go to Lonnie first because he had it very high up and I, and I want to hear his thoughts on this. Um, I lo- absolutely love the song and I could have easily uh, put it even higher than, well, I, I could have put it number one. I put it number mm-hmm. two. I could have put it number one um, just because I love the song so much. It's like Mark said, it, it's such it's such a great 80s type rock of a ballad, but with more of a rocking type feel to it at yeah. the same time. Just a typical 80s ballad. You know, you had to have the, your ballad on a, a lot of your albums at the time. Kiss kind of got away from it. You know, they didn't really have a ballad on their next album, Danimalize. But um, I don't understand. I'm, I'm with you that I don't understand, one, why the song wasn't a single. Mm. Two, why it was never played live. And the song is just buried in their catalog. And you you talk to a lot of Kiss fans. Every Kiss fan lo- likes this song. There's not a Kiss, mm-hmm. I, I've, I don't think I've ever met a Kiss fan who says, "Ah, oh, no, a million to one. That's garbage. I, I hate that song." Um, <laughs> you know, there you know, there, there's plenty of Kiss fans out there that don't like Beth, but I've never met a Kiss fan that says, "Oh no, a million to one. I hate I hate that song." Everybody likes, and I think everybody likes this song. Mm-hmm. And it, it is a shame that it, that it's just buried. It, it, you you won't find it on any greatest hits package, you know. It, it was not a single. It was not played live. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I and I guess they have their reasons. Um, you know, <clears throat> kind of like yeah. you know, like Mr. Speed is buried too. I love that song, but never played sure. live. Not a single, just buried. Just a head scratcher. Yeah. Head yeah. scratcher from that <laughs> gets the treatment it does because I love it. Yeah. Ken, he, what he, about you? Yeah. Mark, about go you? Ahead. Oh, Mark, go ahead. No, so go ahead, Ken. I, 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 go go for What's your thoughts? Okay. <laughs> I'll go. <laughs> she really want me to. Um, yeah, Million to One um, definitely should be on everyone's list. And it, like you said, I think it is. Um, the thing is, I agree with, yeah, I agree with Lonnie that the second single should have been um, A Million to One instead of All Hell's Breaking Loose. Even though All Hell's Bre- Breaking Loose is a very good very good song mm-hmm. but i think a million to one is a little, little bit more radio friendly um and it could it could have done something it could have made uh, look it up i mean look it up the album did you know pretty darn well um mm-hmm. in sales um but i think if that could have been released it might have uh you know created some more sales if it became a hit um, but you know we'll never know now but uh yeah it's just a great song well written great vocal uh from paul stanley i think it's a probably a continuation song from you know about donna dixon like from i still love you to that i think it's probably i'm not sure it's it's the same I, I think it's same feel it's, it's probably written about this about the same girl i think um so it's uh yeah, it's pretty torn up on that one <laughs> so it, yeah and it sounded great when he brought it out for the Live to Win tour when they did. Play oh yeah, live that's on right. Live good, to Win tour. I forgot good, about, I forgot good to point. mention that. I'm it sounded ha- fantastic live. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, you, know, you just reminded me. I'm yeah. gonna have to pull that video out. 
the DVD. Yeah, great. Um, and, and watch that again. I haven't done that in a while. So, yeah, that's yeah. very good. Good point. Um, so, yeah, great song. Should be should be on everyone's list for sure. Yeah, and, and the one thing I'll just say, one last thing about it. I think the reason why this one is so accepted amongst KISS fans, I mean, Lonnie brought up Beth, for example, where I know a lot mm-hmm. of girls I know loved Beth, and the guys kind of rolled their eyes at Beth. I think this song has the advantage that I think guys think it's cool and girls really like this song as well. So I think that's the one mm. thing where I think that this song has been a favorite amongst lots of KISS fans because they also reeled in the guys with this song, not just the girls, you know, because, because the ballads usually kind of do that sometimes, right? Yeah. So um, number two, interesting number two in All Things Considered. Um, I've always loved this song. You guys know that. I always had that great story about, you know, going to California, with the top down of a car I rented and hearing this on, you know, XM radio and thinking, wow, this is like the perfect soundtrack for my first trip to California. And that's Turn On The turn on the Night. Uh, love the song. It's always had a special place, you know, with me. Uh, Julian had a number one on his list. Yeah. I had a number three. Uh, Ken had it in number five position. And Lonnie had it in 14th. <laughs> bottom you know but you know on his list so better than not having it on the list right uh so but i i really i really like the song i think we talked about earlier how ron nevison got criticized for maybe making this album a little too polished i think that the two songs that his polish worked on are crazy nights and this song it can be debated that some of the other songs were maybe a mm-hmm. little too polished for their own good one other but song let's go out I, I just to say, "Reason to Live" was another one that that mm. was yeah probably the best. Yeah, those, those three songs were the the best ones from the bunch. Yeah, yeah. So the they probably did you know did well with the gloss. We can argue that the other ones maybe didn't. But uh, mm-hmm. let's go to Lonnie with your uh, pick and uh, why you had it where it was. Yeah, um, I like "Turn On the Night." You know, it 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 made my list. Um. I'm just not a big fan of Crazy Nights as an album. I think, actually, I, I'm just looking looking at it, that Turn On The Night and Crazy Nights are the only songs from the album that, that made my list. I'm just, I'm not a fan of, of Madison's production on the album. Um, I don't, I don't just, when I'm in the mood to listen to Kiss, I don't just whip out my copy of Crazy Nights. I want to listen to that. You know what I mean? To me, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't sound like a Kiss record. Where I like I like those songs. I do like Turn on the Night. It is it is, you know, it's just too polished for me. Mm. It's yeah. just not Kiss isn't polished. Kiss is yeah. you know a little a little dirtier, a little grungier, raw. You know, a little more raw. That's a perfect word to describe it. Kiss is Kiss isn't Bon Jovi or Def Leppard. No. You know, Kiss Kiss is their own style and. It's, I, I think, had it had different production when I, I might go to it more often because they're not bad songs. It just doesn't sound like a like a Kiss record to me. So, but Turn on the Night is decent. I I do enjoy it. I did put it on my I did put it on my list, um, a little lower near the bottom. But, and I understand you know, you know Mark Mark loves a song for like, for, we all we all love songs for different reasons like sentimental type reasons mm-hmm. mark always talks about the story when you go into california hearing that song like, wow this is so cool you know and like things, <laughs> moments like that just stick with you and stick in your brain yeah. um so you know we, we all have reasons for that so i mean i like turn on the night but it's not 
upper echelon for me. Yes, Mr. Ken. Yeah, Turn of the Night, um, great song. Um, it should, to me, that should have been the first single off of Crazy Nights. Even though you know how Crazy Nights is so good of a song, I just yeah. think this is a better, better song in my opinion than Crazy Nights. I just, I just enjoy it much better um, than that though. I would have liked to have seen the harder rocking song of this of Turn on the Night. I know it's it's well produced and all that stuff, but I would have little would have liked to hear a harder, you know, grittier type Turn on the Night. It, it could have been a hit that way too. Um, but yeah, it's pretty high on my list because uh, it's just a great catchy song, and I've always liked it. One of the one of the good couple of songs <laughs> off of Crazy Nights. Yes. I absolutely agree wholeheartedly with you. Now, we get to number one. Number one. Now, number one is a song that, you know, I think is going to be no surprise to people watching this, uh, that it ended up in number one, 46 points. And the, the interesting thing is, again, going back to my list, again, if I would have known how this was ranked, Exciter would not have been where it is on my list, like third <laughs> last, mm-hmm. you know, because it, obviously, I just mentioned Exciter is the song that is numero uno on the list. It is number one for Lonnie. It is number two for Ken. It, like like I said, ended up being number like 13 on my list, unfortunately, and is number two on Julian's. So it obviously is a runaway number one mm-hmm. smash on this list for this song. Runaway, and, no pun intended, right? Yeah, yes. No, no <laughs> Wait, pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but Exciter, great song. I mean, just right from that very beginning, that, doodle 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 doodle, that opening guitar mm-hmm. chug that he does at the beginning, fantastic stuff. And, you know, the chorus is good, really strong Paul Stanley vocals on this song. Again, uh, up, upbeat, in your face. It doesn't let up through the whole song. Even in the guitar solo section, you know, there's no let up whatsoever. I mean, yes, I know Rick Derringer did the solo you know, mm-hmm. that's always been a, po- a sore point amongst some KISS people. But, you know, it, that doesn't bother me in the slightest. I mean, you know, uh, maybe one day Vinny's version of it will be out there. Uh, maybe it already is. I don't know. But uh, uh, I think it's a great song regardless of who did the guitar solo. I think the song is the most important thing. And I think we'll all agree on that point. Uh, it's a great opener. Probably probably one of the best openers that KISS has put to a record. Thoughts? Let's start with Ken. Yeah, I, I can remember hearing this song the first time I I played. Um, I think I knew this is another one where I knew the guy at the record store and he gave me a copy on cassette um, just before, like a week before it it came out and uh, and I was like, wow, this thing is really rocking. Uh, I was like surprised. Um, and but yeah it's a great song yeah we don't you know it's not Vinny on the lead guitar but that's fine Rick Derringer does a you know fantastic job it's a great guitar solo um and I like the way the little mm-hmm. changes that they do in the middle of the song um uh, maybe you know like leading up to the the riffing that they do it right leading up before the um guitar solo um but you know the band is just on fire on that song and 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 there's another great Paul vocal on this one uh very 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 good uh one of the one of the greatest you know lead off tracks on a on a kiss album definitely so i i really enjoy it that's why it's very high on my list 
Yeah. Lon, uh, Lonnie, your thoughts? You know, it's it is it is it's it's great. I mean, from the from the Mark mentioned the the opening little guitar work all the way to the end. It's it is just an in your face, um, in your face song, and I absolutely love the song. It is the perfect way to open up that album. We I'm, we talked earlier about um, not for the innocent being such a great vocal performance for Gene. Well, Exciter is one of the best vocal performances you get from Paul mm-hmm. um, in the Kiss catalog, too, in my opinion. it's Paul Stanley is really, really in his prime vocally, and it, it really shows on the song. And from Paul's vocals to the guitar work to Eric's drumming, it's and just the speed of the song, you know, just... And, and it... And it it almost like ends so quickly because it's so good and like oh geez it's over already you know it's 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 so yeah. great so um i it, i when i was thinking about doing this list i mean i i had to put almost no thought into putting the song number one on my list um because I, I like it that much like oh, okay these five albums okay well, well exciter is the best song after these five albums hands down and we'll go from there to me so it's great it's Very good. So there you go, folks. We have our list compiled to 15 songs. Let's review them really quickly. Number 15, Give Me More. Number 14, Lick It Up. Number 13, Trial by Fire. Number 12, All Hell's Breaking Loose. Number 11, Crazy Crazy Nights. Number 10, Tears Are Falling. Number 9, I've Had Enough. 8, King of the Mountain. 7, Who Wants to Be Lonely. 6, Heaven's on Fire. 5, Not for the Innocent. 4, Psycho Circus. Three, a million to one. Two, turn on the night. And the number one song, as voted by us, is Exciter. And we have to address before we go yes. here. We voted on what the best of those five albums are. Now, uh, according to uh, Julian's computations, <laughs> the list goes as follows: Coming in last, in fifth place, with six points, is Psycho Circus. Not a big surprise, I think, amongst us. I think we can all agree with that. Uh, coming in in fourth spot, Crazy Nights with seven points, so one more point. Coming in at third place, Animalize with 11 points. Interesting. Coming in at second place, Asylum with 17 points, which means that the number one record as voted by us is Lick It Up with 19 points. Any point of interest or anything somebody wants to say in regard to the list? Um, no, it's not surprising. It's um, pretty. Cl- I, think, I think it's pretty close to what I submitted mine as. Mm-hmm. Um, Psycho Circus getting the least amount isn't surprising either. Look it up, getting the most isn't surprising to me. Um, Asylum right on its heels though, because I know. Um, Julian and Mark's love for Asylum, so it's not surprising how it, how it shook out to me at all, and I, and I think it's probably fair, fairly accurate. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I think the uh, I think the only thing is I, I put I, think I put Crazy Nights on the bottom of mine uh, with Psycho Circus above it, just because <laughs> I think just because yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> yeah, just because the the production really for me killed Crazy Nights and the the high 
the high vocal stuff going on, theatrics going on on that album was just just kills it for me. I have a hard time listening to those specific songs that are doing that are doing that. Uh, otherwise, the rest of the definitely the top three: Lick It Up, Asylum, Animalize. That's yeah, that makes total total sense to me. I just like to point everything out um, is on our other list that we had. You know the. 15 six of the mm-hmm. songs six of the songs that we picked were from lick it up so that kind of tells you a story right there yeah that's why look it up number one yeah yeah and and also another thing the interesting thing to point out is the songs that we picked that didn't make it for example into the void didn't make it uh, i'll fight hell to hold you was picked by not only julian but myself as well and journey of a thousand years was picked by myself didn't make the list you uh yeah. ken picked uh get all you can take he picked uh, Burn, Bitch, Burn, and he also picked On the Eighth Day. Those were all songs that did not make the list as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Lonnie's list, uh, he picked Into the Void. That didn't make it on the list. He also picked Fits Like a Glove. That didn't make it. Love's a Deadly mm-hmm. Weapon. That didn't make it either. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, some of us had these uh, <laughs> I'm still songs wondering that to... we thought. I'm Sorry, go ahead. I'm just saying, I'm still wondering about the computations. <laughs> Uh, Julia did yeah, it, uh, and some I, of this, but anyway, that's that's okay. I mean, it's it's pretty. I I, I want to say it's probably pretty accurate or close to what it would have been anyway, yeah. if it you know, right or wrong. Yeah, I I agree. So there you go. There's our thoughts on these albums that were put out in September. We are in September now, uh, approaching yeah. fall, whether we like it or not. So, um, I guess until next time, which I'm. Wondering if Julian will be with us next time. Most likely, I have a feeling he'll be Hope with so. us next episode. We'll figure something and, out. And uh, we'll figure something out about that. And, uh, you know, it's nice having you guys on. And thank you for everybody who's watching. Of course, you can see us on all the usual spots, YouTube and all those other spots where you find this type of podcast. It's all available for you to go and see or hear if that's what you prefer. Uh, and until next time, on behalf of myself, Lonnie and Ken, thank you very much for watching, and we will see you all next time. Thank you very much for watching. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.